the offerings now. I bless the offerings. Lord, you have blessed this house. You have been faithful to this house. Lord, we sow into your kingdom. And Lord, I, I pray wisdom for everyone how to handle their finances, how to believe you for their finances. Lord, I pray a hundredfold return. I pray next Sunday somebody's in here and says the my cup's running over. That God is so faithful to me. Lord, I thank you. And we sow into your kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> I've been asking the Lord. No, I, I was just going to say this. I've been asking the Lord. You know, that scripture, it talks about Jesus said, open the fish's mouth and you know, get it out, what you get out to pay your taxes. So I've been asking the Lord for a big fish because I need a lot to pay. So I just keep asking the Lord for a big fish. Lord, I thank you that you're here, your presence. Again, we're glad to have the Bolton family with us. Victor, we're glad to have you and your family with us this morning. All you guests. We're blessed to have you with us today. The Dixie fed me a big breakfast, so y'all better be ready to keep up with me this morning. We're going to start with Luke chapter 3. But you know, this week, October the 6th, was an anniversary. In 1536, William Tinsdale was burned at the stake for translating the Bible into English. I talked last Sunday about things are better than they used to be. Let me tell you, things are better than they used to be. There's a lot of junk going on. There's a lot of things we need to be praying about. There's a lot of things in our government and our country that's not right. But we've got to believe God, and we've got to keep praying into it and speaking into these things. But I didn't hear anybody get burned into stake lately in this nation anyway. But Lord, praise God for a man that made a stand, and he made a difference. And that's what God wants us uh, to be about. Well, just bless the Lord. We'll just see where all he wants to go here. But in uh, Luke 3, in verse 21 and 22, and this is just kind of a preference to where, where we're going, and those kids are not going to bother me. And uh, now when all the people were baptized, Jesus was also baptized and while he was praying, heaven was open. Now, we prayed this morning, and I believe we've got an open heaven. So come on, let's bless the Lord. And the Holy Spirit descended. The Holy Spirit descended upon him, upon Jesus, in bodily form like a dove. And with a, a voice came out of heaven, You're my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Well, we can say, well, we know God's always well pleased with Jesus. Well, he was. But, you know, this was before any miracle. He was just getting ready to get started. That's where some of you are. That's where I still feel like I am. I still think I should have been here way back there. God has got something for you. He's got more for us. Now, I'm going to skip over to chapter 4. It's about the temptations... Uh, 
of Jesus. And let me tell you, to be tempted is not wrong. To be tempted is just means you're a human. Right? To be tempted doesn't mean you're guilty. What you do with it determines that. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan where he was baptized and was led around by the Spirit in the wilderness. Now, some of you don't believe the Holy Spirit could leave you, lead you in a wilderness. Some of you think there ought to be a place that you're living in such a place that it's just you and Jesus. Well, I'm going to tell you, you're, a, you're going to come down to the demon-possessed valley and walk with the rest of us and live it out. Now, we need those peaks. I enjoyed the barn meeting. I enjoyed the praise this morning. I, I enjoy being around you. But we've got to get out into the battle. I said this last week. The full armor is not just to protect you. It's for a battle. And most people just think they put it on, now I'm protected. What are you protected from? You're just hiding. But the Holy Spirit led him around in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by the devil. Now, if you asked how many times was Jesus tempted, most of us would have said three times. Read it again. For 40 days being tempted by the devil. It just wasn't three temptations. Jesus Christ faced every temptation you and I have ever faced. He faced them maybe in a different way, but he faced them. We're going to cover them this morning. For 40 days, can you imagine being tempted by the devil? And he ate nothing during those days. And then when they were ended, he became hungry. We could all talk about that. We'd be hungry before the 40 days was over. And the devil said to him, If you are. And there's some of you, maybe you've heard this voice. If God really loved you, you wouldn't have this problem. If God loved you, this wouldn't have happened to you. Or if you would have did this. We have, have some shirt-tail family that told me this one time. This girl she said it's the first time she ever went into a bar. And her dad died that night. And she said, was that because I went in that bar? Let me tell you, it wasn't. But that had tormented her all her life. I mean, there are things like that that come at us. Those are the lies we... Did she believe it or not? Why would she ask me 15 years later about it if she didn't believe it? I mean, it was a haunting thing to her. But see, that Satan is a deceiver. And don't think if you think you can't be deceived, you're the number one. We're, I think we're all deceived in some way. I, I guess that's why I didn't wrote any books. I've changed my mind about so many things. I'm preaching things I used to would have preached about. I guess if I'd have been a preacher then. If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Where did the first sin come into the earth? It came in the garden, didn't it? 
Didn't it come in as food? Didn't it come in as an apple? Wasn't that where Adam was tempted and fell? Eve was deceived, but Adam knew better and he ate. That's where sin came into the earth. Here comes God Almighty and he faces that temptation where the first Adam failed, the second Adam, Jesus Christ, passed the test. He didn't fail. Listen, we're going to get to this. If it was a snake in the garden, I'll show you in Revelation, it's a dragon. And that pet sin demon you've got, it'll grow if you don't get rid of it. It'll be just like that snake. It'll become a dragon. It'll get where it will rule and reign. If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. That'd been a temptation to me if I was that hungry. But Jesus answered him, and listen, he always answered with Scripture. Deuteronomy 8.3 It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. And he led him up and showed him, oh, look at that. Jesus was led by the devil. That's what it says. He was led him. Led him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Now, you think Satan doesn't have some power? How could he show him all the kingdoms of the earth in just a, a moment of time? There was some power involved in that. You've got to, you've got to say that. He showed him those things. In a moment of time. And he said, I'll give you all this dominion and its glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I'll give it to whomever I wish. Who handed it over to Satan? Adam. Adam. It was his. Was Did he have the right to offer that to Jesus? Yes. If he didn't, it wasn't a temptation. So he had that right. Now, put up uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, where it talks about the God of this world. In whose case the God of this world has blinded the eyes of the unbelieving so they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. Now we can talk, that's a little G. He's a little God. Now, he was God of the world. And he is still part of the God of this world to some people. But uh, Colossians 1.13, put that up. says, he's translated us. When you get saved, he takes you out of the kingdom of darkness and puts you into the kingdom of his dear son. He rescued us from the domain of darkness, transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Anybody been transferred? Okay, so if you've been transferred... He's not the God of your world. He may be the God of the unsaved, but he's not the God of my world. That's what I'm saying. And we look at it too much like he's still the God of this world. Now, let me tell you, there's, there's some more about that. Look at Colossians 1, um, 2, 15, isn't it? When he, Jesus, disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed, over them through him. He triumphed over them. 
Well, you know, I've read the story of the crucifixion a lot, and you've heard it preached a lot of times. And I understand Jesus was victorious in the fact that he redeemed us through that process. I'm not taking away from that. But there's no place in there that says he disarmed the rulers or authorities or made a public display over them, is there? You know where that happened? That happened in eternity. That happened when he, take it, when he took his seat in heaven. Did I give you Revelation something 17, 11, 17? Thank you, Leah. Saying, we give you thanks, O God the Almighty. Let's give him thanks. He's the Almighty. Who are, who were, because you have taken your great power and have what? Begin to reign. That's when he took his seat in heaven. He began to reign. That was after, you know, his resurrection. The next chapter, we're not going into it. Let me, I'll just tell you about it. The next chapter is when Mike and the boys, Michael and his angels, drove out the dragon and his angels, and it said it cast them out of heaven. Listen, Jesus Christ took his seat in heaven. He took over. And his kingdom has been increasing ever since then. And I decree it's increasing in your life today. It's increasing in this house today because he reigns. And we're not serving the God of this world. You've got to get connected to the God and he'll take care of you. Lord, you're a good God. You're a good God. He wanted him to worship him. I'll give you all this if you'll bow down to me. Listen, we've got world rulers today that have bowed down to him some way. We've got them. From George Soros on down. They, they have bowed down to Satan some way or other. And they're not serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He wants you to bow down to him. You know, I, I remember reading, there's a book called War on the Saints, written by Jesse Penn Lewis. I started reading it years ago, probably there before I should have really got into it. But it was good. But, you know, I got to thinking, you know, if I read this, it, it kind of scared me. I, I'm going to stir up more than, than I want to battle, really, see. So he wants us to bow down to him in a lot of ways. Oh, if I make a stand, I'll be marked and God, you know, the devil will be after me. Let me tell you, he's after you anyway. If you belong to Jesus Christ, you've got a big cross on you. Sometime I'm going to preach about the mark of God. You know, in the book of Revelations, there's seven times it says the book of Mark. I mean, the mark of God. And seven times it talks about the bad mark, the mark of the beast. They're both in there seven times. You hear a lot about them. Or is this vaccine? Is that what is that the mark of the beast? Let's be sure you got the mark of God on you. He's got a mark on you. Lord, we just bless you. If you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all this. Listen, there's people doing that today. There's services where witches will come in. And get you to pray for them so they get delivered of that spirit so they'll get seven more. Come on. It's happening. Jesus answered him. It is written, you shall serve the Lord your God and serve him. 
Deuteronomy 6.13. Then he led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, now here, he's led him again. If you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, you wouldn't have this trouble, what he's telling you today. But he said, throw yourself down from here. For it is written. Now listen. Here's the devil quoting scripture. He's quoting Psalms 91 verses 11 and 12. He will command his angels concerning you. And on their hands they will bear you up. So you will not strike your foot against the stone. There's lots of voices in the earth today. And we better be sure we know the king of kings. And we're plugged into him. Facebook, you're hearing that this morning. I'm glad you're with us. I mean, there's a scheme of the adversary against you. But God is for you. If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. And Jesus answered and said to him, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had finished every temptation, he left him until an opportune time. Now, we started out in verse 1 about Jesus being full of the Holy Spirit. And in, in these temptations, these three temptations, turn the rock into bread, lust of the flesh, I'll give you everything you can see, everything you ever wanted, lust of the eye, Throw yourself down. You're so special. God will take care of you. The pride of life. All sin goes back to those three things some way. And Jesus passed every one of them. But verse 1 says, He came in full of the Holy Spirit. But verse 14 says, And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of of the Spirit, and news about Him spread through all the surrounding districts. In studying this, that's what got me into this study. When I, I read that 14th verse. He was full of the Holy Spirit to start with, and I'm not saying there's not power in the Holy Spirit. There is power in the Holy Spirit. But it says, after Jesus went through these temptations and passed them, he came back in the power of the Spirit. And the power of the Spirit is what we're lacking in the church today for the miracles to happen right here just like Jesus said they would. And Lord, we believe your word. I believe he's saying to us, we're not going to walk in that power as long as we walk in the lust of the flesh or as long as we walk in the lust of the eye I've just got to have that I'm the only one that don't have that we watched an old movie last night it was way back I wished I had one of these carriages as fancy and pretty as that was and there were three or four of them pulled up to some event and I thought, you know, you wouldn't want to go with your old carriage. I could tell it was, you, you better have something to show up with. 
Well, we don't have to buy into that lie. We got to be who we are. Yeah, just because Joe's got a new, Jones has got a new car, the Smiths don't have to have one. You know, but that's always been around, and it's just it's part of us. It's part of the old nature. I've had a friend that had some big had a big farming place over around Enid, and he said one of those wealthy guys. He, he was a cow. He was a cowboy, but he had a farm too. That's hard to imagine. But he 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 makes Chris look little. And he was a tough guy, and he come over and would do business. And I remember we'd been to coffee shop, and we came back to the barn one morning, and we sat in my truck, and I really talked to him about getting saved. He didn't do it, but he later did. And, you know, he told me, he said, I got my finances so messed up. Those big wealthy farmers, they could have this and have that. So, bless God, if they had it, I thought I had to have it too. But it was all on credit. And he said it just was eating me up. Because somebody else who felt left out. <clears throat> I was with a couple of friends in Arkansas. Me and Steve Ketchentone went to Lake Negers to look some horses. And we got over there and I was had my truck and had an inline that's a two horse trailer <clears throat> and uh, we went to this place and we ended up all three buying a horse and Leighton didn't live very far so the, an inline's a long trailer so we just put them all three in there right behind one another and just had to go a few miles to get back home and we was going back, Steve catching tone said, I'll be glad when I get over this. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, you guys both bought a horse and I felt left out, so I just bought one too. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things that happen in life like that. But I don't believe we're going to walk into power until Jesus, we could sing that first song almost, until we just let him have it all. Just... Give it all, all to him. I was at a pastor's meeting yesterday, and one man testified about a friend of his that's really in a lot of pain and a lot of things. And he said, I finally told him, look, I've saw you come so far, but you've never got to the place of just giving it all to God. Let me tell you the difference <clears throat> in sin and sins. Religion will preach to you about your sins. I had a man went with me one time. I was going to go give my testimonies before we got into a preaching ministry. And uh, we come back. He said, you know, if I could quit, and he just named his habit, I'd be ready to be a deacon. <laughs> now, those are sins. If God's reminding us, those are sins. But the Bible doesn't, Jesus didn't deal with sins. He dealt with sin. Sins won't send you to hell. I think they keep us from being what God wants us to be. But sin is what Jesus came to deal with. He came to deal with that hereditary nature that you were born with, that you got from your papa. 
And he, you can't just blame him. He got it from his papa. And it goes all the way back to Adam. See, Jesus Christ came not to just deliver you from lying or stealing. He came to deliver me from taking that thing out of me so that I never want to do those things. That's that hereditary nature. And you've got to deal, let him, if you're born again, now he's dealt with that. Now this, Satan may have you deceived and you don't think you have the right to overcome that, but you do. Because that's what he died for, to set you free from that old Adamic nature. The hereditary of sin. You're not responsible for that nature. You were born with it. But when light comes and you realize Jesus Christ come to set me free from that and you don't accept that, then condemnation comes on you because you won't walk in the light. And here, here okay, here, here's another way it'd be. When you see Jesus Christ redeemed you and wants to set you free from something that you're battling in your life, and you get a revelation, oh, God wants to set me free from that. And you don't step into that, you lose that light. I've known people that God set them free from something. And they get back into it. And I had a brother tell me the battle was twice as hard the next time getting out of it. Because when you let that demon come back, he brings some more with him. And this, these battles uh, get stronger. But we've got to overcome. We've got to walk in the things that God has for us. I want to walk in His power. I know as I was praying this morning, the Lord reminded me of uh, Romans 5.10. It says, If while we were yet sinners... If while we were yet sinners, we were redeemed, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son. Now, we, we believe that. That reconciled means we were made right with God by the death of Jesus. But how were you saved? Having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. Now, see, we say, well, I was saved by the death of Jesus. No, you were reconciled to God by the death of Jesus. You were made right. You were brought into a place where you could accept what God has for you. Then you're saved by His life. That's why I like to say I serve a living Christ. We don't have a picture of a dead Jesus in here. He's not still hanging on the cross. He's wherever we need Him. He's, he's the great I Am. He's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. He's everything. All the Godhead dwells in Him bodily. In Him you're complete. Your life is hid with Christ in God. You're seated with Him in the heavenly places. Is your position. But you've got to believe that. You've got to put your big boy pants on. You've got to step into that thing. Stella told something the other day. She got mad at it and Bless it out in Jesus' name. We've got to stand against the powers of darkness. The thief still is stealing. 
What's he stole from you? Let's believe it back. Let's believe it back. Let's stand up and say, no. I am blood-bought. I belong to Jesus Christ. Listen, if, if that's not true, this isn't true. This is true. This will never change. His Word is forever. It's His idea. If the world goes on for another hundred years or if He comes back today or tomorrow, His Word is true. We just don't always have a full revelation of it. Our job is just to walk in what He's got in for us today. And it's so easy for me to get to thinking about we've got some things we're supposed to go to a meeting later this week. I'm going to go, we're going to have to make another trip to go be part of a funeral. My neighbor's passed away. You know, it's easy to get to thinking about all the things that are coming and miss what God's got for us today. Holy Spirit, you're here. And I just welcome you. Lord, you speak to us today. You show us. You guide us. I decree your lordship over us. But Lord, I decree your power is here today to set anyone free from the lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life, regardless of what that is. I had a friend was ministering to a lady privately one, one day. A couple of men were listening to her story. And she says, but I can't come to God. I've sold my body. But he said the word of God says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us from all our sins. Say all of our sins. He, he'll forgive us. But we've got to want him more than anything else. And see, in America, we have got so happy. We've got so content. We've got everything. Listen, if God doesn't come through in our government, we're closer to being a socialist nation than you think. And don't think he won't allow it to turn the church around. And the things that's wrong in the world today, I say it's only preachers in the church because we hadn't made it public in church. There is a war going on over the nation, but there's a war over you. And if you can't take your battles... You can't take the battles in your family. If you can't take the battles in your family, you won't come and join us as we pray over the church. I mean, it starts and we've got to keep enlarging it. We just, let's stand up and worship him. Let's give him some praise this morning. And listen, some of this you can't counsel it out. And we can't pray it off of you. You're going to have to come to the cross yourself. You're going to have to come back. And if... There's a difference between being awakened be and being born again. Right there's, a di there's a lot of people awakened. So Turn it down, Dean. But they've never really been born again. They're just awakened. There's a difference in having some light come and you really stepping in and walking in the light. That's what I could really see that is, as we listened to the gospel three or four days in a row, how the Spirit of God was moving. It, I'm telling you, we get a lot of the world on us that stops us from hearing God. 
But there may be, there's a time today when we just got to come back to the cross. We've got to come back and be sure we belong to God. And if we're His, we ought to get in the battle. Have you got the power of God on your life? Or is the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, the lust of the eye, are those things ruling us? Are we under a spirit of guilt because of? You can be under a spirit of guilt. Something happened 10, 20 years ago. If you're forgiven, you're forgiven. How many times do I need to come and apologize to you if I said something wrong? About the 10th time, you'd say, what is wrong with him? Well, you've already asked God more than 10 times to forgive you for some things. Amen? Just come to Jesus this morning. Have you got the power of God on your life? Is the Holy Spirit leading you? Look where he led Jesus. He, I've thought, he must not be leading me. But sometimes he just takes the training wheels off and leaves you alone for a while. You've got to decide whether you're going to serve him or not. And you can't always make your decisions for your kids. You've got to let them make some decisions. And you've got to let them have their train wrecks and see how much they need God or where God's at in their life. But we are his idea. He chose us before, the, before he created the earth to be who he wants us to be. He's looking for a peculiar people. He wants you to, you've got to take your life. He's got to, then you can be, make him Lord of your home. Then you can make him Lord wherever you go. That's the word today. Just come respond in Jesus' name. Come on. Come on. Come get filled up with Him.